RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, an actual play duet podcast using the Savage World system and our custom cyber fantasy setting. It's been a labor of love creating it for the past several years, and we hope you enjoy. Previously on Neon Heat, Artemis meets with Laverna, who has some incredibly detailed information on Troya's fortifications past the city limits but also brings to light that Troya is one of four brothers, one of whom is Isaac Russo, Athena's friend and Pantheon business partner. Athena tears home to confront Thalassica, who had knowledge of this information, but chose to withhold it. Thalassica gives Athena an address to Isaac's current location, several blocks away. Isaac is brought up to speed on the entire situation and asks Athena not to kill Harlan, the team gathers in Silas's office for one last conversation before the night kicks off. Athena, you have conviction. Really? Yeah, I've been uh, terrible about remembering to give it out because I forget when you use it, which seems to be like almost right away after you get it, which is not a bad thing. Almost instantly. It's it's my Benny theory, like use it or lose it, right? And that's what it is. Um, I, I've just done a bad job of making sure to give it back to you. So you've done plenty of things since the last time you've used it. Successes and failures both. <laughs> yeah. You have conviction Thank you. Use it wisely. We open on a montage of activity and bustle under the cover of darkness. Overhead views of Caldonix's relatively still streets with a light curtain of fog hanging over the dark structures. Indistinct shapes move carefully in the mist. We pan down to East City, moving above one of the many canals that run like veins through the streets and out towards the subterranean ocean of the mountain range. The dark forms trickle one by one to the canals from every direction. Of every race and background, their dress is innocuous. They share very little in common at first glance. The figures follow stone staircases down into the canals themselves, disappearing under the shadow of a bridge. An overhead shot reveals that they do not emerge on the opposite side. We zoom down below the bridge, revealing a small dark doorway in the stone foundation. As the last figure passes into the darkness, the stone of the bridge slides shut and the doorway disappears. We cut again inside a dark room, an armor-clad figure removing their hands from the wall where the stone had just slid shut. A number of freestanding quarry lamps are scattered about, casting dull iridescent light into what would be encased darkness. The room is full with at least two dozen individuals. Small hallways and offshoots of the main chamber, leading to a number of small fitting and changing rooms. The figures move in and out until everyone emerges fully clad in an array of battle armor and weaponry. 
they're loaded for bear. Small firearms, long rifles, shotguns, bandoliers with strangely colored liquids and casings, sleek metal blades, and the compact hilts of quarry weaponry. Most are dressed in light stealth armors of dark tones, and they all stand about, looking forward towards a lone figure. How is Artemis dressed right now? Artemis is dressed in her normal, stealthy affair, with her charcoal gray mask with the red slit and her white eyes behind it. She got her hood up, light duster, sleeveless, her one arm completely covered in her metal bracer. She got a sword on her back, and man, she's ready to throw down. Pavi is standing by Athena, May leaning against the wall. Athena, you are overlooking a room full of battle-hardened mercenaries, carrying all sorts of weaponry, all shapes, all sizes, but all eyes are currently on you. She feels okay with that, because she doesn't actually have her face out. Mm -hmm. She's more used to this. Sure. She quite honestly prefers it. Pavi, maybe she's standing with her arms folded, leaning against the wall, just looking cool and nonchalant. Yeah. But probably very nervous. She's wearing the same armor that she had worn on the surface when she came to meet you. Mm. The helmet with the V, slitted eyes, the yellow glow. We have a close-up of Artemis's mask surveying the group, and we have an instant transition to the same close-up of Athena without her mask. A pale blue light dances over her face, and we pull back to see that she is standing once again in her apartment, speaking with Thalassica. You're back. I am. Isaac is going to help. However, we're not killing his brother right away. We got some talking to do first, but then I'm definitely going to kill him. Is that true or is that a lie? No, that's for sure true. Okay. At least for Athena right now, with her current set of knowledge, that is true to her. Harlan is duplicitous. Don't listen to what he says. His mind is twisted. How do you know? You said he was infected with this thing. Mm-hmm. Not green, though. What does the color matter? Seems to matter a bunch. He's changed. How do you know? Persuasion at minus four, I think. Seems fair. Is that a crit fail? Yes. Oh, yeah! Wouldn't be a finale without a crit fail! I've already told you that you have not earned answers to these questions. But you know, answers to these questions might be real fucking helpful in my decision making. Well, here's what you need to know. You can't trust him. Don't talk. Kill. The time for talk is over, Athena. I know Isaac is your friend. That's why I didn't tell you that he was here. That's why I didn't tell you that he was involved in this, because he shouldn't have to deal with this either. So this is just out of kindness? You chose to involve him. You chose to invite him here! Because I care more about your safety than his. Why? Because I correctly predicted that you would involve him. He could have sent him somewhere else, half a world away. So seems- And that would reduce the chances of success. Seems like it's reduced now, regardless. Because I have to let Isaac talk to him, because he might be able to get some shit out of him I can't. Their brother, Garn, was infected with some green parasite. Those, like those green eyes that talked to me? Made him crazy, start hurting people. So, I don't know. 
I thought this was more of an underground issue, but apparently it's on the surface too. When you mention Garn and the green eyes and stuff, Thalassica shifts a little bit. Maybe the hood looks down and away and they listen. That would explain some things. I know you're involved in this and I'm going to find out how. <laughs> Whether you want to tell me or not. I don't. Mm, well, I think she just leaves it there <laughs> for now. How many can you smuggle in this beautiful little tunnel you ferreted Isaac in through? Thalassica glances to you with what you're sure is a, an angry expression buried somewhere in the hood. It depends on what specifics you need. There is a cost and my resources are not infinite. Two dozen, perhaps. I think you that... also need specialists. I need two stealth specialists. Because I need to send someone down this little watery entrance to shut down those guns so they don't kill everybody instantly. Very well. I will put out lucrative offers to tempt as many as I'm able to in the small time we have. I'm sure we can tap into the money that I gave to Isaac if need be. We will. Good. And how do you plan to get them out under the water? I gotta go talk to my aunt about that. I see you're not letting your pride get in the way. <sighs> no. Not Good. like some people I'm looking at right now. Smugness does not become you, nor is it warranted. <laughs> that is pride. That will get you killed. I hope you're ready to face Harlan. I'm almost assuredly not. Maybe I would have been if you would have given me more information up front. Maybe that was a little prideful, keeping it all to yourself, making me breadcrumb from bit to bit. Maybe, but likely not in the way you think. Oh, it's rarely ever in the way I think. We both know that's a bit slow. That much is true. The blue light of Thalassica's hologram expands outwards, casting the scene in the same glow, and the picture changes again. And we find Athena as Artemis standing, addressing the crowd once more. So maybe we should start off with, who knows why you're here? There's a shifting in the crowd as people look around at each other, and one very large form at the back tentatively raises their hand in the silence. She points very overly properly, like a, you there. You there, <laughs> you there peasant. Yes, I see a hand. A large figure in the back responds to you when they're called upon. Some sort of water assault. Going out to fight forces. That is accurate. Was that all? No one left alive. Good. Clean. Clean. It's going to get messy, though, from what I can tell. Who are my stealth operatives? A number of hands go up. Most Good. of them are smaller, sleeker. A number of them are very clearly Karnak, because, you know, they have tails. Yeah. Are the um, tails covered? Um, that's a good question. I think maybe one or two of them, yes. It's a bit of a mixed bag. But everyone here is masked. I think that was probably part of the stipulation was yeah. like... 
everybody comes in covered. So what we're doing here is very dangerous because on the inside of this fortress are two gigantic Gatling guns and we need to shut them off before the rest of the forces go in. So your job, and she motions to the stealthy people, wherever they are, you need to get in there and destroy them or aim them at something besides us. You think you can do that? There are nods and murmurs of assent. Now, what are your capabilities? What? I don't quite know what I've been sent. You get a number of responses back. The stealth operative mm -hmm. specifically. One of the Karnak steps forward and says, Stealth, underwater, demolitions. That will do just fine. So what we are going to be doing, I need to lure out the boss. So... I'm going to do that and get him out of there while you folks sneak in through the water. Then once he's out and there is some sort of signal that the guns have been disabled, which I don't know, what would that be? What would be convenient for all of you? Loud explosions. I think that'll work, <laughs> she says, nodding happily. <laughs> when the explosions go off, the rest of you funnel in and kill everything that moves. There is Ayara who pushes herself forward on crab-like legs. And uh, what sort of resistance are we looking at on the inside there? You are looking at Laracorp security and you are looking at Warband. Yeah, and what do they got? There are ballistic and quarry armaments. There may be explosives based on past encounters. Not sure about that, so keep an eye out. Also, eyes, they might be red on all of them because there's some kind of Mind control happening in this situation is not great. Do not try to enter their minds. Don't know if there are any psionics among you, but I would not recommend it. I think when you say mind control, there's a shifting around the room as all the mercenaries look at one another. Oh, is that a problem? Somebody else in the back speaks up. Nobody said anything about any mind control. That's why I'm taking out the person doing it, so you don't have to worry about it. More murmurs. See, the mind control won't really be a problem if you kill everybody really quick and get up that tunnel, because that's how you're leaving. You're not coming back to the city. You will report to me through the site where that tunnel exits, and then you're free to go about your lives however you wish. So if they have a way out, then you have a way out. Was that clear? Pause and then nods and murmurs of yes and assent. It's the Karnak who speaks up again and says, And how will we get out there? We have a shot of Athena standing poised over the others, and we cut to a shot of Athena in a similar stance, this time dressed in street clothes and taking long strides down a hallway in the Golden Lotus. Athena walks with purpose and opens familiar doors that we've seen recently, just the previous night. Fior Sedella is seated at her desk. She's wearing the familiar long billowing business-like robes. Did you tell her you were coming? No. Okay. I think she looks up in surprise and says, Athena. Hi, Aunt Fiora. I am sorry I'm unannounced. <laughs> That's all right, dear. What's... Are you, are you all right? I, I think I will be. I need to talk to you about something, um, 
casino adjacent. Of course, dear. I know that you caught Pavi doing something very bad, and you swept it under the rug to not destroy my best friend's life. And I really appreciate that. And now I'd love to repay that favor and sweep something under the rug for you, but I'm going to need some help. She looks confused and a bit concerned, but her eyebrows narrow and she gives you a very firm nod. What is going on, Athena? Harlan Troya is largely responsible, it would seem, for the state of the city last night. He's been... Ooh, he's been doing a lot of stuff. He's been doing illegal betting at the Shard to make money for himself to hire on just a mob of folk who he now has out on the water in a fortress that I need to get to. Off the books. I see. It's kind of... It's sort of a long con <laughs> that I need to keep very quiet, but I don't, I can't go to the regulators for boats because then they're going to know, you know, why do I need boats? Athena, I can't pretend that this does not raise many questions, Mm-hmm. least of which is why would you not involve the regulators? This is going pretty deep with this case specifically, and I can't let them know that we are on to them as a whole. Are you saying there's a mole in the regulators? Well, there was last night until I killed her. I think she kind of looks off to the side a little bit. She isn't like talking so gruff with her family. I shouldn't even ask you to roll for this just because you've made a very good argument to feel like everything you've said appeals to it's been truth and it appeals to her so you guys are related she cares about you likes the idea of you repaying her for something she did to make something go so persuasion at plus two god I was almost watch me beef this no 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 boats for you Five. five okay so Fiora nods again and she says, I believe I can be of service. Oh, that's good. How many boats do you need? She's doing some mental math. I need two larger capacity boats and then one real speedy one. Preferably quiet. I believe something can be arranged. When do you need them? Today. Where do you need them? Under, you know, she looks down. I see. It will be done. Thank you. Athena, be careful. Whatever's going on, I know this is your job. Yeah. And I know you're quite good at it. Thank you. But we've just got you back. It's not like I want to go and... She's having trouble finishing that thought out loud. Because she's finished it in her head, but I've got to do what I do best. And that's stopping people from hurting other people. By hurting people. Yes, I quite understand the greater good. You should keep an eye on your pit bosses, by the way. I don't know what's going on with, um, Delmo, but I killed her son two nights ago. I think that surprises her more than anything you said so far. What do you mean? Arlen Troya has some kind of mind control ability, and he seems to have uh, corrupted her son and has sent him to come and kill me multiple times 
I just got there first. Amphitryo? Yeah. He's just a fisherman. Didn't seem like a fisherman when he was sucking the life out of me. Her expression is not fully understanding shock and revulsion. She tucks some hair behind her ear to sort of get it out of her face because I think it flopped forward when she was saying that. Does Sarah know? Oh, probably not. We only ID'd him like last night. So if you want regulation to tell her, then we will do that. That seems proper. What's she like? She's forceful, effective. She's excellent at seeing through lies. We need more of that around. Yes, it seems we do. Speaking of lies, you should not trust anything Suzette Olivier says whatsoever. Did you, have you talked about Suzette Olivier? No. Nope. Nope. She narrows her eyes at you when you say that. What do you mean by that? I am not entirely sure how she's wrapped up in all this as of yet. But the Molin regulation was reporting to her, so... I see. I'd keep that between us, though. I will. Thank you for letting me know. Mm-hmm. She's dangerous, right? Yes, she is. <sighs> Why wouldn't she be? If only for her connections. I don't know what they are. Laracorp? Well, I think she rolls her eyes a little bit. <laughs> you roll your eyes and her expression does not change. Mm. Do not underestimate Alaricorp, Athena. I wouldn't dream of it. I've come to the Alaricorp casino asking for help. That you have. But that was my decision to make. I made it. It was. Sorry you need to hire a new pit boss. <laughs> that is the least of my concerns right now. So I will have the boats prepared for you. Fiora arches an eyebrow at you. And we cut back to Artemis facing the mercenaries once again. After our meeting concludes, we will proceed to Ole Resort on the west side of the city. It's built up on these big old pillars, so there is a lot of empty water space beneath it, and that is where we will be deploying with our boats. Well, your boats. I'm not going in a boat. There will be two boats that most of you will fit in. I need an auxiliary boat to follow me, so in case I get shot down, we will not drown. So be ready for that. The mercenary who had been managing the door, the stone shaper, they turn to you and say, I could make a tunnel. Oh. I mean, if this is all stone, if you know where we're going, you know the direction. I do. We could just go underground. Let's just do that. Seems much better. Well, if there are no more questions, I think we could proceed into this super cool tunnel. I can give you directions. She nods at the guy. He's opening the stone so you guys can walk through, and it takes some time. I mean, mm -hmm. you are effectively walking across the city. The stone shaper opens tunnels for you as you go. Fording ahead, you know, puts his hand on the wall, and it just starts to fold away in front of you as you watch. It's a ripple like water. Yeah. That's so cool. And it passes. So you giving him directions... There's at least one or two points when you need to emerge out into a channel to make your way around a little bit more stealthily. So, let's talk about stealth. Mm -hmm. These mercenaries, as a group, are going to have statistics. Okay. So, they're, I'm treating them as one large group, 
they're going to have D6s in all of their basic attributes, like fighting, shooting, athletics, things like that, mm-hmm. just because they're mercenaries. So I think we can reasonably expect that they would have D6s in everything they'd need to have. Yeah. I will give you three points Okay. to allocate between their various statistics, however you'd like to. For the sake of argument, let's say that they have fighting, shooting, stealth, and then I'll throw boating on there too, because somebody's going to have to pilot these boats. Right. So between all of those things, they'll all be at D6. Mm-hmm. You have three points that you can use to increase the Madai step in any way that you'd like to. I would like to increase fighting, shooting, and stealth each by one. Okay. And then leave boating where it is. Okay, so D three D8s and then a D6 is yes. what we're going with. Okay. As a group, they effectively get a wild die, but it's it's the group die. Okay. So because they're one unit, it's just representative of all of that. And I will give them two bennies that you can use for the mercenaries as a whole. Okay. In terms of what's coming up, it'll be this. It'll be any kind of boating you do to get out of the city. It could be combat if combat breaks out. They have two bennies that can be used to make rerolls. Okay. So this is going to be a stealth roll. I would like you to make a stealth roll. Okay. That's a D8 and a D6 for the mercenaries. Also counting Athena because you're moving with them. Four. Four is a success. Okay. So you guys, uh, you probably would have gotten positive modifiers from sort of the foggy state of the city at this point. Because it's now, we're back to being in the... What time of day is it, actually? I think it's the evening, like solid in the middle of the evening. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, you guys make your way across the city without any major setbacks. I think it's probably pretty simple as you're just moving between these stone tunnels that are being created on the fly. You're making your way where exactly? You know how under boardwalk piers, it's just big pillars? I'm imagining those, but like supersized and concrete or rock. Mm, I like that a lot. And so maybe just, spread out a little bit yeah, more. So there's very more room. spread out. Gotcha. I like that. So I think maybe they're waiting right by the wall. There is an underground docking stage area here, but it's not for commercial craft. It's just for storage and it's an alternate entrance, like a maintenance or facilities entrance. And it takes time crossing the city, but you do it without incident, and you're able to orient the stone shaper to come here. And the last doorway slides open, and you find yourself standing on the lip of the maintenance area. Even though they're still inside a little bit, that salt air just blasts into the tunnel. Oh, absolutely. There's a, a chill wind with the salty air. The waves lap in a little bit. Because mm-hmm. there isn't a proper tide... But when the yeah. crystal defuses every day, it does raise and lower a little bit just because of the pull. Mm-hmm. And from here, I think we just get a short series of shots of the mercenaries filtering into the different boats, one at the helm of each. And I, I'm imagining these are, they're fit for being out on the ocean, at least, you know, in a limited capacity. Do you think they're covered, like the tops? Or do you think it's just... I think they are, but maybe they're retractable. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Okay, so the empty shell of the boats, everybody climbs in and then the top engages and slides over, clicks into place. The motors wub to life very lightly and they all engage at low power to begin slowly making their way out. Athena had dropped her bike off here when she went to talk to her aunt earlier in the day. Okay, so she stashed it under here? Yes. Okay. I think she gestures to Pavi, who's been following right behind her, I assume. This one's all you. I would have been a lot more comfortable doing this if you would have given me time to make sure that this was in working order. I used it earlier. It sounded fine. Well, we're certainly betting on it. Yeah, 
Not gonna I... let you pop the paint job off of mine, though. No, of course not. That's why we're using mine. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was already so dusty, it needed it. Mm. Pavi throws one leg over the bike and waits for you to hop on, too. She does, and she... I think she holds on to probably her hips' most secure place, right? Probably. And that wubs to life as well. So we get a shot of the smaller boat puttering its way out first, the engine low to keep it as quiet as possible, with the two larger boats following behind on either side. Are you flying with them? Is that how this is going? She's going ahead. I would like you to make a boating roll. That's d6s, yes. D6s, yep. Five. Okay. So we see these boats fording their way slowly through the relatively still waters beneath the resort. There's a light blanket of fog drifting just above the dark shapes and obscuring them ever so slightly. Salty air and a chill breeze break over the sleek frames, and we see a glowing mass far out in the darkness, just at the edge of sight, as the boats and accompanying bike make their way out. We follow the obscured forms of Pavi and Athena on the cycle, leading the boats full of mercenaries out onto the open water under cover of fog and shadow. Miles later, they near the great glowing object. The people of Caldonix call it the Lighthouse, an enormous pillar of natural stone interlaced with long vines of winding crystals. The structure extends, as far as anyone knows, from the ocean floor to the dark ceiling of the cavern above. Multicolored light shines out, being swallowed by the blackness around it. Even so, it's visible from miles away in the city. While the pillar is natural, it has been shaped and molded by the generations of fishermen that have sailed the dark waters of the bay. The ceiling of the Great Cavern slopes down at a sharp angle to meet the lighthouse, creating a natural border that serves as the boundary of what Caldonix considers to be safe waters. There have been expeditions on the water deeper into the mountain, but they have all returned fruitless or not at all. There is a small island that extends out from the pillar. No major structures, maybe a shed and a small beachfront for docking. The entire mass of land is maybe a hundred square yards. Not very big. As the quarry cycle passes the landmass, we have a bird's eye view of the island devoid of inhabitants. The scene blurs and we see a small shift in the ambient light and a small boat run aground on the shore. Athena piles out, dressed in street clothing, and is followed by several others. Pavi, Roja, Zidal, Tuka, and Isaac. Athena's boots crunch into the gravel of the island as she starts walking towards the lighthouse. Yeah, the ground here, it's a mixture of sand and gravel with small crushed shells interspersed as well. There is an arch of an entrance that leads to a gradual winding slope that spirals up the pillar itself. She trails her fingers along the arch as she walks in, just to kind of feel, just kind of grounding herself in this moment, because she's fully aware she might die here later today. Might as well get familiar with it. The structure itself, uh, the inside appears to be smoother, shaped stone. Uh, the exterior is much more rugged and natural looking, so it's sort of like they've 
preserved the exterior by not messing with it, but the inside is looks a lot cleaner. It's obviously man-made. Mm-hmm. And near the top, or three-quarter point to the ceiling, there is a mass of crystals that sort of behave more like a traditional lighthouse and shine more brightly. She looks up at that for probably a little longer than she should. She doesn't have time for luxurious sightseeing, but... Yeah, so the inside of the lighthouse, much like a traditional lighthouse in our world, is mostly hollow, with the exterior wall having that gradual sloping stairway that goes up that is also natural stone protruding from the wall. But the inside, a very hollow, tall column, and if you look directly up, you can see the mass of crystals above you shining extremely brightly. Yeah. Almost blinding from here. Athena takes a second and waits for the rest of her team to filter in, except for Tuka, who has, she has asked along. And she just kind of want, wants to talk to her outside for a second, because okay. she has not yet. Sure. What did you tell Tuka in coming here? Uh, task force business. Okay, that's fair. You pause with Tuka outside. Everybody else heads on into the lighthouse. Tuka is... Uh, we haven't seen her for a while, so she's... Karnak, she's Axian, she has salamander-like features, a wider face with rows of sharp teeth, larger eyes, a number of fleshy tendrils protruding from her head from which sprout bristly white feathers, and they sort of flow together in a mane. And her scale pattern is brown and white, shifting a bit here and there with her natural camouflage skin. I think Athena motions for Tuka, hooks a thumb over to the side, she raises a scaly brow ridge at you, but walks over. Do you want to take a perimeter lap with me real quick? Just make sure everything's where it should be. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. You uh, lead away and I'll follow you. Cool. They just start walking on a quick lap around the lighthouse. And she says, Tuka, there's a lot of stuff going on. And today we are not... We're not necessarily here as regulators. We are here as, you know, our task force, but this cannot be talked about with other regulators or anybody after we do what we're doing here. All, all right. Uh, I'm sort of confused about what you mean by that. Sort of sounds like a uh, up to no good type of thing, but... It's no good that'll make some good come of it, we're hoping. You gotta give me a little bit more to go off I, of here, Athena. I know. It's, um, it's a very complex, interwoven situation, and I promise you, I'm gonna catch you up on everything after this, but we, we just don't have time right now. Can you... Uh, do you trust me? <laughs> I mean, yeah, as much as I can, but... I still don't really know what it is you're asking me to do. We are here to potentially kill Harlan Troya. Uh, all right, but um, why are we not just doing that as regulators? That is an excellent question, and one I just can't answer right now. Um, this has been okayed by the Oculus. It's it's. It's in line with what we're doing. It's in line with our investigation. But people just can't know this is happening or we're going to show our hand, as it were. All right. Well, I'm so, not great at cards, but... Sure. So 
we are still regulators here and they know we are here, but we just not saying anything about it. Like Reitz and Rasmus, they do not know about this. This is task force business only. That's, I think she's <laughs> trying to slow down to make the, the lap last a little longer, but. Uh, all right. So, uh, you've, you've told her that the Oculus is aware of this. So I think at the very least, she's willing to kind of hear out what the plan is, but. Cool, cool, let's cool. Let's see what it is. Oh, I mean, all right, Adina, you know, I want to, I want to make a difference, help people out, that sort of thing, but. This is going to do that. I'll, I'll believe you on that. Okay. I think she pats her on the shoulder and heads on in the arch. Yeah. She gives you a smile and follows in behind you. Everybody's milling about on the ground floor. Pavi and Roja are, I think, talking, and Zadal is standing over closer to them, and Isaac is seated by himself across the structure, the bottom of the sloping stairway, and uh, he has his helmet on. Gotcha. He does not have his signature Gatling gun. You're not exactly sure why, but uh, he is carrying... A still pretty impressive looking light machine gun. Oh my. A small downgrade. So very small. <laughs> Maybe it's leaning up against a rail next to him. Athena walks over to him first. Isaac's armor is quite heavy. It's very thick, cumbersome to move around in. He looks up to you. His helmet covers most of his face down past his nose, but leaves his mouth free. You better keep your word, Athena. I'm going to do my best to. But if Isaac, if he goes crazy like these other people, I'm going to have to kill him. I know that. And I already told you I know I that. know. I just want to be very clear about your expectations for what's going to happen here. I don't think he responds. At the Spire, we have one of his underlings, and he was very lucid up until I found out today. He's just been throwing himself at the door to his cell, trying to kill himself basically so he doesn't have to out whatever's going on so that might happen with Harlan too because I don't know if he's the top rung on this ladder there's got to be somebody else pulling these strings so if they set him off I don't know if there's anything we can do I understand the risks I'm asking you to try and I'm gonna try good I don't think she taps him on the shoulder or anything but she walks over to everybody else and kind of does like a roundup motion in the air with her finger. Sure, there's only a couple people, so everybody falls in. Because they've all been like eavesdropping anyway. Everybody falls in. Isaac rises from his seat and takes slower steps, folds his arms, stays a little bit away from the rest of the group, maybe. Zadal is present, of course, dressed mostly as he always is. I think there's a little bit of extra padding. He's got some lighter armor on. There is a rifle leaning on a wall hmm. nearby that is about as tall as he is. Oh my. Um, Pavi dressed in the same armor that uh, she found you on the surface in with the V cut over the helmet with the yellow glow. Roja is also dressed in lighter armor, meant more for mobility mm -hmm. and uh, not to constrain her. What do you think she does with her hair? Um. <laughs> Wraps it up in one of those Doc Ock bun things. Yes, I love it. All right, so she'll <laughs> she'll wind her braid up so it's more of just like a big bun near the back of her head that is held in place by material from a helmet. I mean, here's the thing. She's a psychologist, right? Sure. So she has some kind of connection to biology or whatever the fuck. Maybe sure. she can just like wind it real tight. Maybe. 
Who knows? Who's Not me. <laughs> sure. Roja is standing near Pavi, but everybody gathers in when you round them up. Okay, guys. Pavi and I are going to lure him, hopefully, from his base to here. Pavi, I want you to drop me on the beach. I'll run in here. You park upstairs, maybe. Keep circling until you know he's inside. As, as long as you can get him inside, sure. Isaac, how am I going to do that? How you still didn't give me that nugget of info that I desperately need. How do I get him out of there? Do I just tell him that I know where his brother is? It's been a long time since I've seen him, so I don't know how much he cares now, but that might work. You could tell him you've got me. That would probably... If you tell him that, um... Ugh. If you tell him I'm a hostage and that I'm not, he's gonna know it's a trap. And he's gonna think you set him up. Yep. If you tell him that I'm here and that I need to talk to him, that might get him out as well. But you gotta prod him a bit. I don't know if he doesn't bite at first. You know, tell him he's not smart, tell him he's not good. Ah, something like that. Get under his skin. Shouldn't be too hard. Okay. We'll have to hope that works. Sure, I mean, I, I don't know what he's done with the Huma people on the surface. If he's taking control, then you could, uh, I don't know, call his honor into dispute. Make it sound like he tricked him into it, that he didn't earn it. That would certainly do something. That's certainly something to work with, and as you all know, I can be terribly annoying, so... I think Roja is the one who makes the most audible. Yes, that is true. She just kind of nods in her general direction. Roja, I need you very mobile and doing anything to fuck him up you possibly can, but you gotta stay out of his range. Yes, understood. I have no wish to engage him in close combat. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Tuka, I need you to be as invisible as possible so he doesn't know we have a little bit of backup should we need it. Just keep him on his toes, kind of. So if I call for you, that'd be a super time to show up. But until then... He coming by himself? He I... gonna bring backup? Oh, almost assuredly he will have backup. But I'm hoping to deal with them before they get here. If not, we might have a few extra combatants in the mix. Also, I will be in different armor. Please don't shoot me or stab me. Ah, <laughs> uh, am I gonna know who you are? Can, are you allowed to tell me what you're gonna look like? Yeah, no, she she, she tells him the general yeah. kind of shady vibe that she's All gonna right. be exuding. All right, well, I mean, it sounds like you put a lot of thought into your outfit, so... I, I, I did a little bit. All right, well, I can stay out of sight. That shouldn't be a problem. Okay. And she takes a step back closer to a wall, and there's a, a shimmering of her scale pattern in the material, and it camouflages. And she's still, like, pretty visible, because you, you're staring at her there, right. but it's it's pretty good. Nice. And Zidal, what kind of rifle is that? It's a long rifle. It's a, I mean, it's a quarry rifle. I, I ain't shooting bullets around. <laughs> I, I just want to say for the record... That uh, having the fight here in the lighthouse is very questionable judgment. We we know they got weapons. Maybe they aren't going to bring them here to use against us. But, uh, I mean, it's a big crystal. It can probably take some punishment. I, I, I don't think it's going to just, you know, explode. But if we get a whiff that they got something bigger that they're bringing in, mm -hmm. then we should beat it right quick. Because this thing goes... I mean, it's, it's a pillar. I don't know if it's actually supporting the cavern, but... 
Yeah, I don't know either. Just, just, you know, food for thought. I walked in here and thought, oh, wow, that could be a bad idea. So, yeah, it's a gun. Uh, shoot people with the gun. Kitten. I was uh, thinking I'd probably be somewhere not anywhere close to this because, you know. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't look like that. And he points over at Isaac, who shifts to look at him but says nothing. That being the case, I think you might have the most important job, which is making some kind of illusion for these people that they don't know there's a giant crystal up there. Oh, is uh, that something you can do? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, if they don't know it's here, it's less things to aim at, and then I can deal with their guns, and maybe you can fuck with their brains in other fun ways. I mean, here's the thing. I can I can make an illusion that makes it so that they don't see it, you mm -hmm. know? But if they already been out here, they already know that this is here, so it's sort of like... But maybe they don't know that it's directly accessible from the inside. Maybe. Sure, I, yeah, I can do that. That's fine. Actually, hmm... Could Athena try and make a metal floor under the crystal? Do you have metal? Is there metal here? The, this the, the structure itself is a stone structure. Like, everything here has been carved and shaped out of the natural stone itself. I know you said there was a shed outside. Could she just Did she... take it? <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. She, she holds up one finger and is like, hold on a sec. She goes outside and just tries to crumple it. All right, yeah. To bring um, inside. So, Athena, you go to access your shape metal, and again, it, it's like earlier when you went to see Laverna and you just pop that lock off, except now you're dealing with a much larger amount of metal, but the power is just there. You don't even have to concentrate. You can just reach out and bend it, and it shapes itself the way you want it to. I think she internally wants to ask, is this you? Because this is really weird. New... New thing gets acknowledgement. She points a mental finger at it. You? And that word comes back. You? Us? Tentative understanding? That'll do for now. In she goes with this giant so, <laughs> ball um, of crushed metal. Sure. So uh, let's, let's address that out of character then. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things you wanted to do as a power is the matter manipulation power from the superpower companion. It allows you to use what we had branded shape metal mm -hmm. without needing to make the roll beforehand. Which is pretty cool. It is. Because uh, main... metal is pretty central to her character. I like it because it allows you the freedom to do things without just needing to She's roll to see so if it works or not. Stuff. In, in a in a you know one PC podcast, every turn you <laughs> use not being able to do something is, I think, less interesting. But the downside here is that by default, your strength is a D10, which okay. is what you would get rolling success. Yeah. Uh, but if you choose to use it this way, you don't have the opportunity to get that D12 strength. If you want to spend the points to cast shape metal, I would say you can upgrade it to a D12 without needing to roll for it because you already have it by default. So Sounds good. So that's an option. Excellent. Matter manipulation with a focus on metal. You do have the limitation requires material, mm -hmm. so you can't create metal out of nothing. You have to have metal in the environment. That would reduce the two-point cost by two points, making it zero, but everything has to have a cost, so it is one-point cost. Athena very slowly crumples this shed into a giant ball of nothingness that she's just kind of... Not hesitantly, she couldn't just do this before, so the fact that it's not sapping her in any way mm -hmm. is, like, kind of weird. Sure. 
and she just slowly backs up into the lighthouse with this big old ball of metal that she probably has to make like oblong to fit through the door. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, hold on a sec, guys. I got this. I imagine the archway was at least like a reasonable size, seven to ten feet. Okay. Wide. As far as moving the metal, I think the D10 strength is the equivalent of somewhere between 200 and 250 pounds that you can lift at a time. So I, I'm not too worried about the specifics here, but yeah, you managed okay. to get the chunk of metal inside with like, effort. She starts winding her way up the stairs backwards, like making sure it stays where she wants it to. And mm -hmm. then just does like a circling motion with her finger as she makes it spin out and do a disc and attach to the walls. That's pretty cool. And that is uh, something you can basically do with the matter manipulation, I think. it's. I mean, you can reshape it however you want to, obviously, but one of the things you can specifically do with it is uh, shape. The character can shape as much matter as the power can lift and around as an action, blah, 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 blah. Solid altered matter retains its new form normally. And you can also make a barrier out of something mm. to like you can reform it for the purpose of like defense. She makes one section of it by the stairs come down just a little bit and make like a tiny little laying area for Zadal to just fire off some shots oh, from. Oh, nice. Okay. How high up is this? This is like out of reach. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like probably 30 feet up. Okay. That's cool. And she goes back down the stairs, dusting off her hands, though there is no dust, and says, I made you a little platform. Uh, that's, that's real nice. Thank you. Hopefully Fine. that'll add some cover for you. That's the general setup. That's what we're doing. As per my agreement with Isaac here, we can't kill Troya until he explains some stuff or if he goes crazy. So... You're not gonna kill anyone unless you have to. Athena is not addressing that right now. Pavi raises her hand. Yes, Pavi. Um... It seems kind of like a bad idea to- Yeah, no, I get that. It does seem like a bad idea, Pavi. Let's expand on that. I think Roja raises her hand. Yes, Roja. It feels like a very bad idea to give him the chance to speak. It does, because apparently he's quite a duplicitous motherfucker. However, Isaac's his brother and he deserves an explanation. And I'm gonna do my damnedest not to die to give him that chance. And she looks pointedly over at him with very, very worried eyes. I'm not going to leave you alone with him. I'm going to be right there when he gets here. We'll talk to him together. Yep. So, um, which one of you is the best friend I've been hearing so much about? Oh, I think she just gets red. Because it's quite an awkward situation for her, friend-wise. Yep. And uh, he just looks over at the other ones who... I think look back to you and then Pavi starts to raise her hand. And I think there's a moment where Tuka's expression brightens when he says best friend. Oh. And she's like about to raise her hand and then oh is my like God. And that but she's off to the side, so maybe there's just like a small flicker of her scales and she reddens just a little bit oh, Tuka. momentarily. <laughs> she's so sweet. Yeah, so Pavi raises her hand and says, That would be me. Hi. I don't think he says anything. I think he just looks at her. Isaac, I can understand what you're doing for Harlan, because I would do this for Pavi if the roles were reversed. So I can, for whatever that's worth, I think she just looks at the ground. He walks outside, yep. hefts his gun and walks out of the lighthouse. I think she's got her hands on her hips, still looking down, trying to figure out if this is even going to work. Yeah. 
Pavi takes a couple of steps over and presses the button on the side of her helmet and it slides away. And she puts a hand on your shoulder and squeezes and she says, I know this is, this is all really weird. Mm-hmm. But we'll get through it. Yeah, we always do, right? Yeah. There's, um, there's something I've been working on. Rex helped me finish it last night. Oh? She reaches into a satchel that she's carrying, pulls out a wonky-looking device. There's one piece of it looks like an earpiece. You can just put it in there. It's got, like, a a mic that goes Uh down. And there is a tiny shard of glowing crystal fixed into the base of the earpiece. And then there's sort of a chunkier-looking device that has a speaker fixed on it. Hmm. You now notice there's just this very low, steady beat in the background. Just like ever so soft. Like from the machine? Probably, yes, but it doesn't sound that way. It feels like it's just everywhere. What the f- What is um, this, Bobby? You know, like when you hear like a hard bass and it just yeah. like rumbles in you? thumps you. This is very, very faint to the point of if you weren't focusing on it, you wouldn't know it was there. It's It, it uses sound... In different ways? I thought we could use it to maybe lure Troya from farther away? Safe distance, maybe? That sounds like an excellent idea, Pavi. What does it do? Uh, well, I mean, I'm going to have to, you know, make it do the things, but you talk into the microphone, and then it can either make it really loud or make different noises, you know, just mess with sound, that sort of thing make things quiet this is amazing well you haven't even seen the work yet i know but look at it it looks so fancy how do you even do it pavi a lot of trial and error roja chimes in and she says that is the scientific process sure is roja gives her a thumbs up (laughs) and just a shit-eating grin she folds her arms at you but still has her helmet on well guys uh we gotta go talk to all all the mercenaries so we'll be back and we're gonna i know like we're the heat but we're bringing the heat so so you're you're saying it's gonna be really hot yes well i hope we don't get burned yeah (laughs) Uh, that sounded better in my head sorry no let's let's all let's just not get burnt let's roll The scene fades once more, and we find Athena and Pavi back on the cycle, an overhead shot of the boats heading out into the dark, uncertain waters of the unknown. The small stealth boat has gone ahead just a little bit to confirm, you know, where the crevasse Mm -hmm. is, and then circles back to meet everyone else and orients you to the right place. Once you find that crevasse, the other two boats will hide on the far side uh, with the intention of as you instructed them to do, going in after Troya and his posse comes out. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. We cut to Pavi and Athena on the hover bike. I imagine they're quite a ways up in the air. Oh yeah, you guys you guys are up significantly higher than the other ones. You see the giant vertical slit in the rock, and it appears it's a crooked path that goes deeper in, so you can't see directly in, but they've told you this is where it is. And then we pan down to see the two long, dark boats, one after another, on the far side of the crevasse, Mm -hmm. hidden in shadow and darkness. Good. And the smaller one there as well. I think she leans forward to Pavi and whispers, 
So we're gonna do this. Are you ready? There's a creak of armor as she leans back and you see just the one long slit of the yellow mask eyes and then her voice comes through. I don't think we're gonna get more prepared than we are now. I don't think so either. Man, this went tits up real fast. Doesn't it always? <laughs> You're not wrong. Whew. We've got this. Yeah. He's just one guy. I mean, there's he's, a lot of them. He's just one. Sure. He's just one guy. Yeah. That we're gonna be fine. It'll be fine. Yep. So, yep. Mm -hmm. We've got this. You're champion, and I love you. Mm, I love you too. Let's do it. I think her little white eyes smash closed into just slits for a second as she gets her everything together. Mm -hmm. Pavi had given you the earpiece for the speaker, and we now see that it is mounted on the bike as well. Maybe on the front, just strapped to it. I don't have a specific idea of what it looks like, but it's just it's a big old speaker. All right, Pavi, can you pull forward into it and just be ready to turn around real quick? Yeah. Okay. She cranks the handle, and we hear the wub-wub as you two begin to drift forward slowly, heading towards the dark crevasse. It's not terrible when she gets in there, it's only a slight curve, and it's over very quickly, but there's definitely enough room in the water below for watercraft to pass through, and you emerge very quickly on the other side. The air here is filtered through your helmet, but you know it must be very musky and dank flying out into this cavern. It's probably about 100 yards wide and 100 yards long, so 300 feet by 300 feet. Directly ahead of you, there is a beachfront that covers almost the entire expanse of this wide open cave with a number of watercraft tethered there. You do see faintly two gun emplacements, not quite as high as you two are flying, but certainly higher than the beachfront itself. How big are the guns? They're, I would say they're, they're each a little bit larger than, like, the Gatling gun Isaac is capable of carrying around with him. So they're they're not tiny guns. Um, they're pretty heavy duty. Bigger or smaller than a Honda Civic? Uh, probably smaller. Okay. That's helpful for probably, me. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably a bit smaller than that. The cave mouth itself is quite wide. And it's basically pitch black darkness from here. There are lights in the cavern, plenty of crystals lining the stone walls up to the ceiling, which is much lower here. This is very much a small cove, mm -hmm. not reminiscent of the main body around Caldonix. So the light is faint. Uh, there are torches burning and actual light fixtures as well that you can see figures moving in and out of the light, but they're too dark and too far away. Do they look numerous? It's impossible to tell how many there are from this far away and right and in this lighting. You just cannot tell. But there are people. The thing that catches your eye more than anything, accompanying the smaller watercraft, there is a large, oddly shaped hunk of metal bobbing in the water. A boat almost twice as large as the ones that your mercenaries brought, rising and falling in the gentle tide of the water here. The boat is not sleek and impressive in the way that Alaric Corps are. It looks almost cobbled together, grungy, soldered together from many different pieces. Do you think they were gonna use that to transport all the warband into the city? I don't know. Looks like they made it. Yeah, it does. It's definitely bigger than what I expected to see here. Well, it's good we're taking care of this then. Do you think I should try to 
blow it up before we leave? I think we should focus on one thing at a time first. Okay. Her voice is cracking and it's a little unsure. Her heart's beating real fast. But now she's going to try to be as annoying as humanly possible. She clicks on the speaker. All right. I think she turns on the machine and feels it wub to life, maybe through the bike. Oh, hello. Is Harlan Troya in? Mr. Troya? The speaker itself doesn't wub to life in the same way that the bike does, but you can feel a solid beat. You know, that one beat as it turns on, just reverberating inside you, Mm. and then your voice echoing amplified tens of times louder than it would normally be, shaking through the cavern, making the air vibrate. Kind of surprising that that much force is coming out of this little speaker. She pats Pavi's arm and gives her, like, stretches her thumbs up out in front of her so she can see it. Yeah, you see Pavi's hands just, like, tight on the handles, and she nods her head a couple of times but does not turn around or answer. She brings the bike to a halt. You guys are not very far out of the crevasse. I think she even starts to turn it just a little bit to try to keep the speaker faced in that direction. You're able to hold the speaker and point it where you want it to. Okay. So she'll, she'll turn the bike around and prepare to go. I think she's holding it like behind her, mm-hmm. but she's she's like turned around. Sure. The words blast through the cavern. There's silence at first, and then you definitely hear activity of some sort. Shouts. Good. You know, this place wasn't as hard to find as you think, and you're not as smart a man as I thought you were, and boy, that's convenient for me. I don't know if you've ever wondered what happened to your brother, Hakim, but I know, and wouldn't you like to find out? She pats Pavi on the back a couple times real fast. All right, we need to get further away. There's more shouting and stuff like that, and you can see lights moving more clearly in the darkness, Mm -hmm. and two of the lights are running towards the gun emplacements. Mm Mm-hmm. I think she turns off the thing. Pavi, we gotta go. Yeah, and we gotta pa- go right now. Pavi revs it and goes through. So I would like you to make me a taunt roll. That checks out. I think I actually have that as a skill. Do you? Uh, D4. Excellent. <laughs> Five. Five, okay. Well, this is going to be a, a contested roll. I guess I'll tell you. He got a four. He got a four? Yeah, well, he got an eight uh, because he has a hindrance. So you guys... Jet back out of the crevasse, and uh, Pavi, I think, does not go too far, but mm. she hovers just outside there and to, to keep you out of line of sight, basically. Yep. Uh, what is your plan from here? She just wants to wait and be tantalizingly close while they're in entering the crevasse, and then once she sees that they're, like, in the chute, as it were, to gun it. Okay. Nothing happens for the first two to three minutes if you guys are just sitting there you can hear commotion coming from in there she turns on the speaker one more time and says oh dumb and slow what a treat for me can okay, roll me another taunt mm, threes okay you feel a heat on your circlet mm. it's not strong it's more like a warm gust blowing over you but there's definitely something there that is being filtered out. I think she and, asks uh, internally, is this you 
or other. There's agreement with other. Mm -hmm. And as this is happening, Pavi does like a startle and does a, a look around really fast and Are then glances okay? back to you. Yeah, you didn't hear that? No. Uh, well, he heard us. Oh, good. What do you, did he, what do you say? Uh, he's coming to say hello. Oh, good. <laughs> um. Mm, I didn't hear that. Why didn't I hear that? I, it, I think it was in my head. You hear more shouting from the inside, followed very shortly by an enormous rumble. Hmm. Big one. Sounds kind of like it. Oh no, I should have blown it up. The engine roars to life. It certainly sounds like it is gas-powered diesel, as you would expect. Uh, pa pa Pavi, they, they got the big one. I should have blown it up, Pavi. Pa -pa 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 -pa. <laughs> You can hear the churning of the engine and the choppy waters, and it sounds as though it's getting closer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, They're holding. So are you inside the crevasse? No, they're right? outside, but still in line of sight. You guys are waiting out in the darkness, and I would just also like to say that it is midnight black out here. Mm -hmm. The only lights that exist this far out are lodged in the cavern walls and ceilings sporadically. Some mm -hmm. are brighter than others, but it's not a reliable light source. Right. You can occasionally see glowing things down far in the water and any lights that might be on vehicles. And of course, there's the lighthouse as well, which is a little bit closer and throws off yeah. ambient light, but not a reliable light source. The prow of this great metal cobbled together boat pokes out of the crevasse and standing on the very tip clad in equally grungy looking armor and dark tones is Harlan Troya. Troya stands at the prow, but there are no less than a dozen other forms immediately visible. Streaks of red energy course in the darkness and rows of red eyes watch you in silence as the boat follows in your wake. How far away are you guys at this point? Oh. I mean, is, is it like as soon as you see movement, you just start going back towards the lighthouse or? She wanted to make sure he was on the boat first. So I think they're pretty high up in the air, just waiting. You guys would be extremely visible because the engines create yeah. light and stuff. So you are not hidden in any way. No, we're a beautiful little firefly. Basically. I feel like the Cory engines on Pavi's bike are yellow, but Athena's are definitely blue. Gotcha. As soon as the boat pokes out of the crevasse and you see Harlan standing there and he sees you guys, how far away are you now? She kind of motioned upwards to be like drift up and away. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just got to keep him at a range. He's, he's standing there and you can see this faint red energy occasionally ripple across his form. And then you feel that brush of heat on your circlet again. Mm-hmm. And Pavi shakes her head a little bit and keeps going. Are you okay? Yeah, this is just freaking creepy, Athena. He keeps talking? Yes. I can't hear him. I'm sorry. You gotta tell me when he talks. My circle keeps heating up, but I can't hear a damn thing. Well, he's asking for answers about his brother. And uh, he's uh, mocking you now because you're not answering him. <laughs> okay. I think she turns it back on. Answers are earned, Troya. Here. <laughs> Make me one more taunt here. Because people have been telling her the answers are earned all season, so she's like, it's it's kind of a little cathartic have for her to- Have people been telling her that, or is it mostly just the last? Just Lassica. the Lassica, <laughs> okay. but she's been telling her that a lot. It's true. <laughs> Ten. Ten, very nice. 
you say that and you feel that heat on your circlet again and the boat the boat engine gets louder and you can see the speed begin to pick up a little bit. I mean, it's a huge boat, so it's not like it right. starts shooting forward, but there's a bit of implied urgency there. Okay, let's get going, let's get going, let's get going. Go, go, she, go, go, go. She guns it, makes her way back to the lighthouse. <laughs> so what she's gonna do is wave off the auxiliary boat that's been... It's been following like near, but doing its best to stay out of sight. And I think as soon as that enormous ship shows up, it's like still it, it keeps pace well enough with you. It's far enough ahead of this mm -hmm. other giant boat that it's not in imminent danger. But right. I think I think she motions to wave it off, like return to the group kind of thing. We flash back to when Athena has established <laughs> hand <Do> signals. <laughs> you got it. So you wave them off and they begin to peel away in an innocuous way so as not to draw even more attention yep. to the other group. Yep, yep. Okay. Pavi, I want you to just pull some pull some donuts in the air. Just be tantalizing. We just need to draw him non-aggressively as much as I would love to just sink him right here. I don't think that's wise. Maybe one of the manatees would just eat him. <laughs> I don't know. Are they carnivores? I think they're herbivores. Why would they be carnivores when you need them to be? <laughs> All right, Poppy got a seven, so. Her piloting skills are certainly showing here. She has spent a significantly larger amount of time dealing with aerial vehicles than you have in the last seven years because yeah. they're almost non-existent on the surface. Almost. Yeah. But yeah, she uh, she pulls some some fancy tricks, spirals around these pillars, hovers in view just long enough for them to catch sight before flitting off again into the darkness and winding her way around the pillars and leading them back towards the lighthouse. Beautiful. Good work, Poppy. Okay, I need you to drop me on the beach and then park. I don't know. Just wait to see what the rest of them are doing. I'll figure it out. Okay. It's fine. Okay. It's going to be fine. It's gonna be fine. You got this. We got this. Here we go. And as you're psyching yourself up, she uh, she flies down to the beachfront uh, attached to the lighthouse where the shed used to be. Imagine <laughs> uh, there's just like a pile of tools and shit yeah. where it used to be. <laughs> and the framework's gone. And she uh, she shoots downward, pulling up at the last possible second. The air being blasted off kicks up dirt and sand and particles, creating a cloud of debris. Uh, but gives you a solid chance to hop off. Okay, here we go. She hops off and she makes for the lighthouse, not in a hurry, because she's got a little time and she doesn't want them to know she's really stressed out. You see Pavi gun it back up into the air and she shoots up and disappears behind the stone of the lighthouse. And you can still hear the wubs in there going up. Once she gets in, She's like, uh, guys, guys, there's, um, there's a, just a big old boat, just a big old warband boat. It's petroleum. It's big. It's got a lot of fuckers in it. And I couldn't attack it to get him here. So that's where we're at. He's coming. Suggestions. Isaac says, talk. Mm-hmm. I think down here, Isaac is the only one who's visible. Mm -hmm. Your instructions to Tuca were like, hang out and be around, but mm -hmm. not visible. So you do not see her here when you walk in. Pavi just went away. If you look up, Zadal is perched in that sniper nook that you made for him, trying to remain as far out of sight as possible. 
Maybe maybe there's a small alcove of rock, you know, just shaped into the pillar that Roja is hiding in way up high as well. Athena shears off a bit of the metal roof that she's made. She just places it right over the archway door. She's like, when he comes in, I'm gonna shut him. I'm gonna shut everybody else out. I don't know how long it'll keep him out, but maybe he'll give us some chance to talk like you want. Well, it sounds like as good a plan as any. Yeah, also, he's really angry. <laughs> well, that was sort of the point, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of different when you see him in, you know, nomadic tribe, grunge armor with red going all over him. Yes, well, we do cut striking figures, don't we? <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Caps his chest with the back of her hand. And cracks his neck a little bit. Alrighty. He has the light machine gun slung over his back right now, but you know that he's very practiced at moving large pieces of weaponry pretty quickly. Yes. It's still another couple of minutes before you hear the engine arrive, and the engine does not turn off, but the boat itself just... There's a horrible crunching noise mm -hmm. as it just smashes up onto the ground there. Are you, like, looking outside at all? Or are you just waiting for him? She's here? waiting until she sees a shadow. Yeah. She's just, like, she is up against the wall, like, a little bit on the stairs, maybe, just with one hand holding it up, waiting to crash the little metal sheet over the mm -hmm. archway. All this time, for the last couple of minutes, you, you have been sporadically feeling that brush of warmth against your circlet. Can you guys hear what's happening? Yeah, can you... What is he saying? I can't hear him. My circlet's actually working for once. He's, uh, he's calling your names and calling you a coward and asking where I am and all sorts of things like that. So I think you got him nice and riled up there. Good. I did call him dumb a couple of times. I think that worked. Yeah, it must have. Because mm -hmm. here he is. Yep. Her throat's real dry all of a sudden. The crunching noise outside stops. And there is a pause, and then you hear this extremely thick-sounding, like, whoom. There's a small shudder. It's not like a quake or anything, but there's a shudder that runs through the ground. And you can hear voices outside, and again, the brush of the warmth against your circlet, and uh, voices outside yelling back and forth, and then impacts. What's he saying? He's giving orders to his men. He's telling them to circle around and cover every possible exit. Oh, good. There's only one. It's a kill box. What, in here? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. The engine on the boat begins to die down a little bit, so it's not as grindingly loud as it once was, and you can hear a multitude of footsteps outside getting closer, and then closer and closer, and then you can see shadows outside mm -hmm. the door. Yep. So where are you positioned right now? She is a couple stairs up, right up against the wall, waiting to crash this metal down, make a door. Sure. There's one more brush of warmth against your circlet. Isaac. He's asking why you're not responding now. And then uh, you hear Harlan Troya shouting with his voice from outside. What, you're too big to come out and talk to me now? Is that it? You're just gonna call me names from far away? Come on. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. It's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you really wanted me pretty badly, didn't you? Here I am. Where's my brother? Where's Hakeem? 
Where indeed? You know, I'm not too worried about this. No? No, I mean, I've seen the inside there. It's not too big, so even if you got people waiting, could be a lot worse for me. Could be. Could be a lot easier if you just come out here and we settle this now. Well, lucky for you, I just want to talk. Oh. So why don't you come on in if you're such a big, brave man? Is that a taunt? I, th I think that's a taunt, yeah. That's a four. It's a four, you said? Mm -hmm. It's a success with a raise. Boom! <laughs> it's pretty punishing for his rolls. There's a, a heavy sigh from outside and thick footsteps and a darker shadow on the door as he comes in. She's a little unsettled how similar that sigh sounds to Isaac now that she knows. And in through the archway steps the large form of the armor-clad Harlan Troya. And that door is down. Yeah, right behind him you see that there are a number of other forms, you know, holding weapons that are walking up right behind him. So if you are intending on dropping it right as he comes through to clip off everybody else... I would like you to make me, I think, an agility roll. And I'm going to say the difficulty here is minus two. Six. Six is a success. We get a shot of uh, Athena and Isaac standing in close proximity. And Troya takes his last steps into the chamber through the door and holds out his hands like, well, here I am. And then we see this giant sheet of metal slam down, cutting off uh, the rest of his men from the room. That was a good idea. Thank that didn't you. Hear me. And when it slams down, Troy's smugness flickers for a moment and he turns around and, you know, sees the giant wall of metal and just jerks a thumb at it and says, Well, I hate to tell you this, but that ain't gonna stop me if it comes to it. Oh, I know. So, uh... I well, just want to talk to you. I didn't want to talk to them. Well, you got a little bit of time before they break their way through that, so, uh... Why don't I just make a slat in that and you tell them it's just fine? I don't need a slat in the wall to tell my boys anything. Then why don't you just tell them? It's all oh, I fine. Did. Oh, good. And you do hear, you know, footsteps shuffling away from the, the door itself. You know, funny thing. Taps her head. I can't hear you, so I don't know what you've been saying, but I've heard it's very unflattering. He uh, fixes his gaze on you and shifts his posture a little bit. This dude's tall. I mean, I, I think he's a little bit bigger than Isaac. And they're, I mean, you said he was, like, bolt big. Yeah, he's... That's really he's, big. He's quite large. I think Isaac is, like, 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, this guy's, like, 6'5", maybe. So he's bigger. Listen, I've had quite a day. So if you, uh... If you'd be so kind as to... Tell me the real reason you brought me here. Uh, tell me what you know about my brother, Hakeem. Maybe we can go our separate ways. This seems sort of like a waste to me. But, uh... I'd like to know what your interest is. I think she just looks over at Isaac. You wanted to talk. Isaac takes a step forward, presses the button on the side of his helmet, uh, revealing his face. And as he does so, there's a moment of surprise on Harlan's face. And then it uh, breaks into a, I think, a reminiscent smile, something soft. And he says, "Hey's my baby brother. I think her eyes narrow. And Isaac nods to him. And, you know, uh, Harlan... I've heard quite a few things about you in the last uh, couple of hours here, and I hope not very many of them are true. It's been a long time since we got to see each other, and, um, I missed you. But, what's going on? Where's Veli? 
And Harlan responds, Tell you what, little brother, you come along with me. We head on out of here. I'll answer any questions you want to know the answers to. <laughs> Fuck that. No, he's not leaving. I'm sorry. Hey, you know, you brought me here. You brought me here to talk to my brother, and I don't know what the fuck's going on. What do you want? Who are you? Who indeed. I'm I'm a, a middleman facilitating this conversation, but I'm invested in the outcome, so you're staying right here. Hakeem, who is this bitch? Isaac's posture tightens a little bit. He says, she's a friend who I've been through quite a lot with. And I've spent far more time with in the last few years than I have with you. So, she's a bit prickly. I think you've also given a reason to be. So, let's all just drop the pretense. She brought you here so we could have a conversation. Because you've been doing some bad things, and there's a lot of people that want to see you dead. I don't want to see you dead. Well, that's, uh, that's very nice of you to give me that out there. Um... Tell you what, this sort of feels like a trap to me. I do want to talk, but, uh, feels sort of like an ultimatum. That's because it is. Well, you want to talk? What questions have you got? You seem like you're the one pulling all the strings here. Oh, I'm no puppet master. Not me. Not like you. <laughs> oh, stop. You're gonna flatter me. Mm. Well, I insulted you so much earlier. I have to balance the scales, don't I? I'm sure they'll get balanced in the end. Yeah, probably. And all the while, all the time this is happening, there's commotion outside. You can hear people moving. It sounds like they're moving around the structure. Oh, Poppy's cool. You don't hear the wubbing of the motorcycle currently. Why are you in this city? It's out of the way. It's, I mean, it's laden with resources. But what's your interest? What's your stake? I mean, you just sort of answered your own question there. But what do you want to use these resources for? I noticed that tunnel, and you're trying to take the stuff here to go and take over that warband back up top. Well, this here, it's uh, out of the way. It's got resources. Usually people ain't too bothered. And uh, like you said, there's plenty going on topside as well. It's just a means to an end. I was, uh, I came here, you know, on a whim. I was assigned to you, really. So... Just a little accident ended up down here? A happy little accident. Mm. That's right. Hmm. But it couldn't have worked out better. How's that? I don't know. There's some weird stuff going on down here, but it's turned out pretty well so far. Not weird stuff. That could be a lot of things. What specifically caught your eye? Or what did you catch the eye of? You say that, and he arches an eyebrow at you. Would you care to elaborate? Well, I know that you're a psionic, but you've got a lot of very physical, corey manifestations all about you. All that red. I'd love to know more. We'll say we speed this up a little bit. Mm, maybe. Uh, you still haven't told me anything I want to know. So, why don't you speed it up? It's on you. I'm kind of on Troya time right now, you see, gesturing at both of them. He turns to Isaac then. Hakim, what is all of this? Am I really supposed to sit here and answer all of your questions? 
You're just taking things apart. You're going to start killing people. You're going to start killing me. Because I was fun to sit here and talk, but uh, I ain't going to waste too much time with this is all just a distraction. It's not. He points a finger. He says, I'm not talking to you right now. Hmm. And Isaac says, Harlan, we got to know what's going on. Just talk to us. I would like you to make a persuade, and he is also going to make a persuade. Isaac has crit failed. I'm going to Benny mine. Okay. Isaac was trying to, like, help Assist. you, so I think his crit fail is going to count against this as a minus two. Uh, With the minus two included, that is a nine. A nine. Okay, well, I was going to add some penalties, but that would still be sufficient. Even at, even at a minus four, that's sufficient. Nice. Damn. Okay. Wow, you really pulled that one out. <laughs> oh, man, I really did. She's so rarely persuasive. God. One of the first times I've rolled a crit fail. Yeah. I it's... usually do not crit fail. You're just, you got hot dice. Harlan's teeth clench. It's almost like he's baring his teeth at Isaac, but he's clenching them more in frustration and then rolls his neck and turns to you and he says, There's a man, a man made of shadows. Spooky enough for you? Yeah. He's smaller than you'd expect, about the average height. Red eyes, like the wrist. He calls himself Ali Sihir. Shows up when he wants to, disappears when he wants to. I don't know what he wants, aside from getting his name out there. And how does he want you to do that? He uh, made a bunch of weird-looking marks on some papers, wrote the name down, we're supposed to hand them out, distribute them, however. What did they do? I don't know. I assume it has something to do with a mental imprint. So you see it and you're just fucked? I don't know how it works. Something to do with that and the drugs makes the man more pliable. Makes for better hosts. Symbiosis. Something like that. Parasitic. That's a bit on the nose, isn't it? There's always a price. Everything costs something. If there's anything about a Laracorp's world, that's what they'll have you know. What did it cost you? A bit of contracting work. Hmm. Doing what? Doing some favors. Following hmm. direction. And then... Autonomy. And he holds his hands out with a smile. So you can just do whatever you want with it? Sort of like starting up a franchise, isn't it? Hmm. Well, call me an interested investor in the whole situation. Oh. Why'd you involve Andelmo's son? I don't think she liked that. Oh, I know she didn't. Because he asked me to. Because he wanted it. You know what I like? I like people with gumption. I like go-getters who aren't afraid to go out in the world and ask for what they want and then take it. So he wasn't just content to remain a fisherman or oh. whatever the fuck he did on the boats? Oh yeah, you mean that uh, that shit dead-end job his mum made him get because she thought working for a Laocorp was too dangerous or she felt like she wasn't appreciated and he should try to make a different life for himself. You know, parents always trying to decide their children's fate, that sort of thing. Like your dad? That catches him off guard a little bit. Now, what would you know about my dad? Our dear old dad. He glances over to Isaac and raises an eyebrow, and Isaac turns back to you. All I know is what Isaac's told me, but he doesn't sound like a bang-up guy or anything. Who the fuck is Isaac? Who indeed? He looks back to Isaac. I changed my name after I left the tribe. Isaac's my name now. And you, what's your name? Artemis. Good to meet you. And he narrows his eyes a little bit. But you wanted to know about our father. 
Well, that sort of is what all this is about, isn't it, Hakim? The way that we were raised, our father, our grandfather, generations, expectation, all that good stuff. These people, and he jerks a thumb, sort of in the direction of Caldonix, and he says, they don't know how good they got it. They don't struggle. They don't grow the way that we had to up on the surface. Why should they be so comfortable down here when so many people out there are still suffering? Complacency. They're used to it. We were robbed of that chance to grow by our grandfather. He made us weaker. Tried to change who and what we are. Make the tribe into something different. Leave behind the old ways. You remember that, Hakim? You remember he was an outsider, don't you? Came in from nowhere, took over the tribe, told us how things were going to change. You know where he was from? And he lets that question hang. Well, I sure don't. He gives you a scathing look. <laughs> She's just trying to be like, like a burr in a boot that you oh, forget sure. about because <laughs> like it shifts around, but then it's, ooh, it's just right in your heel it's again. Really good there. Because apparently she can get more information out of him if she's annoying as hell. <laughs> Where was grandfather from? There's silence before Isaac asks that question. Harlan just holds his hands wide and smiles. Father was right. I didn't understand at the time. And maybe he was uh, right for the wrong reasons. Now he killed grandfather, took over the tribe, and then gone killed him and took over. And I left. Because I knew I'd never be able to kill him. I knew I'd never be able to beat him. I didn't want to. So I left and I went to try something new. And it was easy. This world they live in. Fast talking. Smiles. Tell them whatever they want to hear. They believe it. They eat it out of your hand. You can get a lot done that way anywhere in the world. Seems that way, doesn't it? But not with the tribe. Nope. He was always strength first. No, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like uh, you might have had something like that if your grandfather hadn't been killed. What was his name? Names are funny. They can really change things about a person. He smiles to you, but doesn't answer. Mm, I asked you a question. Our grandfather's name was Algus. Algus Troyer. That was the name he used, but he had a different name once. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Algus Russo. She just looks over to Isaac. That has shocked Isaac. Isaac? He glances over to you, and his face is still a mixture of shock, but he he doesn't really give you anything. He said, oh, you wanted to know? Go do some research if you want to. Doesn't matter to me. She's still looking at Isaac. Isaac's lips are pursed, and he looks from Harlan back to you and shakes his head at you. He looks from you back to Harlan, Athena, and then he asks Harlan, Do you know anyone by the name of Oziana? And Harlan shakes his head. They both look over to you. Oh, she doesn't know what to do with that. Well, when it's clear that you have no idea what's going on either, yeah. Isaac shakes his head and says, It's a problem for another time. She accepts this immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> there are bigger, bigger things to deal with right now. Turns back to Isaac. You know, we used to be a proud people. You and me, everybody on the surface. We uh, used to elevate 
the strongest to ascension, to be the mightiest. And that's how it should be still, I think. I think that's a load of shit. There are always going to be strong people, but, you know, is it really strength if you're not using it to protect people who can't do that themselves? And he shrugs that and he says, I'm just doing the best I can with what I got. Pretty selfishly, it would seem. You know what? I tried it both ways, and it seems like one of them works better than the others. Because, you know, here, it doesn't matter how strong one person is. It only matters how many connections you got, how many handshakes you made. If you already got friends in high places, it's impossible to climb that ladder. So, I did my time with Alercorp. I worked for years trying to tear my way up, and I got nowhere. And I got no thanks for it, and nobody cared. So now, might as well just take them all down from the inside. Well, I guess the outside now, that seems to be no longer an option. So you just want to have a frontal assault on a Laracorp with a warband? Ah, no, no, nothing so trivial yet. That's not time. Gotta build up some forces first. Mm. It's a slow burn. It's a slow I'm burn. I'm still figuring all this out, you know. Oh, aren't we all? <laughs> it's crazy when someone hands you a, a magic key to solve all your problems and you just get to stick that key in every lock you come across. Are those locks brains? No, strictly no. And what are they? What are these little locks? Oh, opportunity. Chances. Just uh, places to turn expectations upside down. Show people something they've never seen before. Make them respect you. So you took just a little dabble of power from someone that you don't fully understand. And that doesn't make you nervous. No, sure it makes me nervous. And I come from a society where strength is uh, the most important thing. So yeah, there's always somebody stronger. But you can only do your best. And you can only try to rise to the top. And that's what I intend to do. Well, it might be harder to do that if you've gone crazy like your brother Garn after he took a bit of power from something he didn't understand. That's when Isaac speaks up too. You weren't there, Arnon. You didn't see what happened to him. You're saying a lot of worrying things right now. I thought you wanted something different. Harlan shrugs and he says, You know, I wanted what I thought I could never have. But maybe that's not true anymore. You know, the world looks a lot freer when you don't have these restrictions. And while you're speaking with him, there is an ambient billowing of the black and red energy just mm -hmm. sort of flitting over him. And it's subsided since he's been in here talking mm -hmm. to you, but it was definitely more prevalent when he was sort of hot and bothered. Right. And his nostrils flare and he just goes, Think I might have met you before. Oh, really? And he takes a step or two closer and it becomes a little bit clearer how much bigger he is than you. She does not move back. She is standing her ground because mm -hmm. she has to be real brave right now. Her mask eyes narrow and she looks up at him. He looks you up and down and he says, well, maybe I never saw your face. Hmm. Maybe not, but it feels familiar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, something about that energy of yours. I don't quite know what you're talking about. That's all right. Hmm. And he takes a step or two back. This is a little bit off topic, but I found that fog last night to be very irritating. What did you do it? That was a large scale piece of bullshit. Oh, you were out in that? Briefly. Uh, what were you doing? Just wandering around, getting a bite to eat. Oh yeah, where were you? Tell me, uh, 
How's your madam director? She pops off her mask at that. Oh, I knew it. Oh, oh I knew it was you. You knew it was me. I, knew oh, it was you. I couldn't. Mm. Well, doesn't matter anyway. No, I can smell it on you. That's kind of gross. Smell what? Ever since Amphitriocultural sent, after I lost contact with the squad in the warehouse, I knew something happened. That orange bastard again. Knew it was a matter of time before <laughs> someone got wars, came looking, so I had him wait. And then you showed up with your friend. He got a bit of a taste, but you spooked him, and he fled like a coward. Not unexpected, but uh, he couldn't let it go. Kept begging me to help him find you. To kill you, I suppose. Just I out of pride. Something like that. Pride, desire, maybe. I told him no. And then you came poking your nose around at the shark. Well, you didn't know it was me, did you? I didn't at the time, but he did. Hmm. So he followed you. And I sent some help with him. But you and your carnic friend did a nice job. And I knew I had to be careful. And then you showed up on my doorstep. And I recognized you. Because I can see through my friend's eyes. When I need to. And here we are. And he does another... Ah, you know, just that, uh, that energy, that power. You got it too, don't you? I can smell it. Come on. Come on, just tell me it's alright. You know? It didn't smell this way the other night, though. Mm. Man, I hate that you're smelling me. Well, it's not so much you. Unlike you, I didn't seek it out. It got kind of trapped in my brain. Yeah, and now I'm just kind of dealing with it. I didn't seek it out either. It came to me. <laughs> but you made a choice. Sure. But you aren't the same as the other night. I think he wags a finger at you. You've got a taste now. Who'd you get it from, hmm? Never seen your brand around. Oh, I'm the product of an accident. Oh, well, I don't doubt that, but that's not what I was asking about. Mm. That's all she wants to give him. <laughs> the more the merrier, right? Oh, I don't know about that. This is a party I didn't necessarily want to be invited to. But obligations as they are. Bullshit, you didn't want to be here. You have to agree. You have to want it. If you don't, well, you've seen what happens. You either beat it into submission, or you work it out, or you lose and you die. So don't give me that. She just kind of shrugs at him and holds out her hands like, Yeah. You got me. That's what I thought. I saw Ryan's nothing to be ashamed of. You're not the first one who sought power. I just like making friends. He smiles at that. And, uh, what are you gonna do now? Now that you've got your new friend. If that's how you want to look at it. My job. Hmm. Well, I hope that's what your friend wants, too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so what's your beef with all this orange? Seems to have a real problem with you. Yeah, it sure does. Wish I knew why. I can only assume it has to do with the moles and the dust. But I'll be lying if it said it swung by for a nice friendly chat. It just seems to show up at the wrong moment. Just flutters right on by. If you'd like to put it that way. Do you know your, your whole deal? People referring to you as a parasite? Doesn't that kind of just get under your skin being a little leech off of betters? Well, you know what? Maybe I am a parasite. 
Maybe rural parasites trying to live off the big fish like you, because there's no other way for us to survive. I think she gestures down at her very rail-like form. I'm, I'm not a big fish. Yeah, and you're just another parasite hanging off of them. You're a little fish who thinks you're a big fish. I, I have no big fish aspirations, man. That's why we're different. Nah, you should probably keep it that way then. Safer for you. What was your interest in Strickland? Oh, you know, he was a... He was a tool. He was another one of them uh, politicians. Another person who liked to hear himself talk. Who liked to talk his way out of everything. But he had connections, so that was useful. And that was it? What more do you need? Just convenient. He was convenient for distribution. And for getting me what I needed. And what did you need? Supplies and contacts. How is Olivier connected to this? That impossible woman. I was supposed to work for her. You know, Malericorp. He's one of those behind-the-scenes types. She seems to be. Information person. I don't know. Bossy. I don't like her. Yeah, you probably wouldn't like me, then. Well, I know I don't like you. <laughs> I stopped listening to her. Bet she didn't like that. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I didn't stick around to find out. Is that when you took up at the Lotus? Sometime after. The Lotus is still there, cool. But, you know, it's a little removed. It's kind of like its own little city-state sort of thing. So where'd, uh, where'd you get all this? Did you get it from the Shadow Man? I did not Are get it from the... No, I didn't. Oh, he's a creepy bastard. Yeah, I can't say I really want to meet him. Oh, I'm sure you will, eventually. Why are you sure about that? Well, he's interested in people of power and influence. Well, I think he will be. Hmm. Especially if you causing trouble for him and his friends. Who Seems are his like friends, you? I'd count myself among them. I think it'd be foolish to assume there aren't others out there. It's kind of cute that you think you'd be friends with him. You're just a tool on his belt. Oh, I know that. Friends is a loose term. I know you were lying to me about those explosives. Did you just get him through that big old tunnel? Yeah, you figured it out. Oh! oh. <laughs> nice job there, Sedaris. Did you hire Laverna? That Pantheon agent? Who? Mm, that's enough for me. What do you know about moths? Moths? I mean, you sent all the men to the warehouse, right? The ones that got slaughtered? Uh, now you're asking some questions. Mm-hmm, sure am. I know we used the Siku dust to facilitate the mists. Boy, your orange friend didn't like that, did he? I don't have an orange friend, but I am curious about who that is. Someone's friend is out there, and he didn't like what Ollie Sahir was doing. From what I heard, Ollie Sahir is kind of just a little splinter of a bigger power, right? Oh yeah, and who told you that? <laughs> Fuck if I remember, it's been a day, man. We're all splinters. If I'm a splinter and you're a splinter and all my boys out there are splinters, then I guess we just got a big old pile of wood. Hope nobody's holding a match. There's always someone holding a match, man. Just depends when they want to light it. Too right. How did you do it? What do you mean? The fog. Oh, the fog. Well, that's not really my area of expertise. So your friend, whoever that Karnik was, he make the mists? <laughs> oh, look at you, pretending like you don't know anything. I do my best work when people think I'm a dum-dum. Hmm. Oh, so all the time then. Yeah, that was my friend. It's impressive, I gotta say. Blanketed a whole city? That's insane. All I mean, it was a cumulative effort. 
But yeah, he's、uh, pretty talented. So, who is this foggy little Karnak? I already know what they look like. I'm gonna find them. Oh, well, more power to you, but you're not getting a name out of me. Are you sure? Oh, I'm quite sure, yeah. Good luck, though. Sure, I upset everything up, you know. It's like a, you know, a fun mist for everyone. Loosen them up a little bit, open them to new experiences. What? Oh, well, you know, it's a, it was sort of a test run, a delivery system. Give people a chance. It's not for everyone, and not everyone's strong enough to master it, as I think you've seen. Maybe it would have been more effective with the papers, but I guess we'll never find out. So you're you're gonna try and mass distribute this energy to people? Think everyone deserves a chance? That's fucking insane! You've seen what it does to these people. It ruins them. It rots their brains from the inside out. From what I can see, the brains are already rotten. Look at them, sitting around buying all of their corp shit, gambling all their money away. What kind of a life is that? It's the life that they choose. You don't have a right to choose for people. I'm giving them a choice. No, you're not. You're giving them a death sentence. It's either now or twenty years from now when they realize they've wasted everything they've ever done. At least this way, they have a chance for greatness. How did you think no one was gonna notice your shard betting? Cause man, I'll tell you, that was some sloppy shit. Oh, you mean the poorly constructed、uh, facade to lead you to the lotus? Excuse me. No, it wasn't just for you. It was、uh, like I said, I'm tired of Alaricorp. I'm tired of all their bullshit. And wouldn't those regulators be so sad if they knew someone was trying to cut into the city's profits? Yeah, that's fair. That's But again, smart. I'm、that's、not、smart. going back, so it doesn't matter. Aren't you gonna miss it though? Shazad's so great. You don't you got know, anything like that up top. Not that I saw. You know that was、uh, that was pretty interesting, but it's a pale comparison for the real thing.、Oh, And、uh, yeah, we do、think. have that up top. It's just a little bit more permanent. It's not that then.、Suppose、it's the pageantry.、Not. You gotta get into it, man. Yes, I know.、Uh, Sounds like you don't understand it. I know you lofty types get so bored down here. You gotta put on costumes and makeup. Must be real nice. You know what we got for makeup? Dirt. Blood. Blood. Yeah. Mud. Yep. That sounds about right. Isaac remains silent. You know, it's not like this has been closed off to people for the past sixty, seventy years. Everyone has a chance to come down here, become a citizen legally, not through fucking tunnels. I think that's a little bit more limited than you realize. Well, I know、yeah. it's difficult from someone from such a position of privilege. Some would say you were born pretty privileged too, being the son of a great. War band leader. <laughs> You're drawing comparisons where there aren't any. So there is. It doesn't matter. If you want to call me royalty, you can. But、uh, call me privileged because of my genetics, if nothing else. Kind of the same as me. I didn't choose to be born to my family. It just kind of happens, doesn't it? I'm trying to make the best out of what I got. I am trying to make my city better. Cause man, I shouldn't have left. It was a bad time to leave. Maybe I could have stopped fuckers like you from tearing this shit up a long time ago. Maybe. Probably. What were you gonna do with those explosives I found? Oh, they weren't for me. No. Nope. Those were for Olivier. What was she gonna do with them? That's above my pay grade. Why don't you go ask her? I probably should pay her a visit, but I don't know where she is. Good luck finding her. She's squirrely. 
Yeah. But hey, if you piss her off enough, I'm sure she'll send someone around for you. You know, I did do something that'll piss her off quite substantially. Oh, what's that? Killed her sister. I didn't even know she had a sister. Neither did I. I'm sure that'll do it as soon as she uh, knows it was you. Yeah. Yeah, she ain't gonna like that. That should work just fine. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been quite a chat, Harlan. Yeah. Sorry we couldn't do it sooner. Oh, well, I mean, you showed up for a chat, didn't you? I did, but that was, you know, a more on-the-job chat than tonight. Yeah, you know, the hell of it is, uh, if you wouldn't have uh, done something like that, I might have not known it was you that was on to me. Had to go look into it. Well, I suppose you did. Regulator business. Had and to be, God, uh, I just had to see Bolt in a tuxedo. Mm. Yes, he does uh, cut quite the figure. He does. How is he involved in this? Well, Mr. Bolt Bulig. Yeah. He's not. So that's it, we just, uh, you're done with your 20 questions. I'll just, uh, be on my way. Isaac? Where's Veli? Says, you know, I would be more than happy to answer that question if you just wanna come along with me. Let's go see him. How about that? That sound good? He's not going anywhere alone with you. I think my brother is a big boy and he can decide for himself. Oh, she looks at Isaac with just palpable worry in her eyes. If I go with you, it's very alright. You're gonna take me there, you promise. Arlen uh, puts up his hand like he's swearing and says, If you come with me, I promise that I will take you to see him. I am going to roll an insight on that. Okay. Because I don't trust this fucker. Sure. Mmm, four. Four. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't appear to be lying. I mean, he's he's saying that if Isaac goes with him, he'll he'll give Isaac what he's asking for. That that appears to be true. Isaac, he could just be taking you to a grave. I don't think you should go. I need to find out what happened to my brother. But there are other ways we could do that. This is not our only avenue. We're business owners. We have connections. We can look. Is Veli alive? He said you'd take me to him. Is he alive? Harlan's response is, You know, I think so. I haven't seen him for a long time either. I think this is a load of bullshit. I don't think you're going to take him. Because I do not trust you. <laughs> That's too bad. Mm. That's my brother. Right over there. I'll give my brother my word. I'm not gonna hurt him. He's my brother. I don't believe that. Because you're willing to let a whole city devour itself. But sure, you'll you'll take time out of your what machinations to have a family reunion. Super doubt that. That's a bit too kindly, I think. You don't have any siblings, do you, Sedaris? I do. Do you? Mm-hmm. What are the names? <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you. I worked for your aunt for a while, so I know about, you know, your family connections. Mm. I don't remember any brothers or sisters. Family's not always blood. That is my little brother, mm -hmm. and I love him. Oh. So, if he asks me for something, and I can do it, then I'm gonna do it. Athena's not gonna open that door. She's, she's not doing that. She's still got her hood up, but 
visor down, just staring daggers at this giant fucker. Harlan turns to Isaac. Come on, Akeem. Let's go back up. Let's go. Let's find Veli. We can find him together. We can bring everybody back together. You can control this. I know you can. Fuck that. She steps right between them. Oh, so you get to have the power, but he doesn't. Some friend you are. I didn't want it. Oh, boo-hoo. Fuck you. Fuck you, too. Mm. He steps up close to you, and he's towering over you. You're not taking him anywhere to infect him with a death sentence. Isaac, you you told me what it did to your other brother. And what it's doing to this brother, and what it's probably gonna do to me. He wants to put that in you? No. I'm not gonna let him do that. Uh, roll me a just a straight up persuade. You've done a very good job of making the case to Isaac, right? You've kind of pushed those buttons the whole way, doing a pretty solid job of leaning on him. But this is also his brother, who he hasn't seen in years, and he has previously had to kill one of his brothers, so he is extremely reluctant to have any kind of hostility break out here. So I think there's going to be a wash here of plus two from your good arguments and reasoning and a minus two from the fact that he really just doesn't want to fight his brother. So it's going to be a straight roll. That seems more than fair. Thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> no, you made it. You made this opportunity. A four. A four, okay. You and Harlan are both looking at Isaac. There is a lot of emotion going through his face in a very short period of time. He very clearly wants to believe what his brother is telling him, but you stepping in to remind him about Garn also sticks with him. He starts to shake his head and he says, Harlan, I've seen what this can do. I saw how it changed Garn. I don't know what you've done with the tribe up there, but when I left him, it was a mess. I thought Veli was taking over. I thought he was going to fix things. But if you're going down the same path, it's not going to end well. You can't do it. You gotta give it up. Athena's right. Harlan purses his lips and nods a bit. He says, So, uh, it's true then. You're the one that killed Gon. I don't think Isaac responds to that, but he looks down. What should now you're gonna kill me too? Is that it? Gonna kill me and set the tribe free again? Leave him without a leader again? Just let them eat each other? I think he continues not responding. You're not taking him anywhere while I'm alive. So if you want to take him somewhere, you're going to have to kill me first. I'm not going to make him do anything he doesn't want to do. But I'm also not going to stand here and let you insult me anymore. I'll be on my way. As a courtesy to my brother, I'm not going to kill you here. But you follow me. You're not going to be so lucky. I'm not letting you out until Isaac says I should. And maybe not even then. Harlan begins taking steps back, looking at you, just puts his hands out like, all right, and is looking at the metal. And this whole time you've been hearing things, you know, mm -hmm. around outside. He holds out a hand and you see these black tendrils of energy leaching out between the cracks in his armor and wreathing his arm in this nasty black mass. And he puts it up on the door and you watch as the metal begins to just corrode and disintegrate in front of you. Hmm. Like it, it rusts and then it just dissolves into dust that falls down and he's just boring a hole in it and it's spreading out now. That's not great. 
there's not like a huge hole in it yet, but you can see that the metal is beginning to disintegrate. She fires a bolt into the wall by his body as a warning shot. Roll a bolt. Five. Success. Is it a lightning bolt? She's got no pretenses up anymore. It's lightning. It's, lightning. it's always it's 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 her lightning. Sure. So you shoot a bolt of lightning into the wall next to him as a warning shot. He turns at the flash of energy and just looks over his shoulder at you and just continues doing it. He just regards you as he continues doing exactly what he's doing and then looks over to Isaac. Last chance, brother. You should come with me. Isaac, if I let him go, he's gonna kill this city. That might not matter much to you, but these are my people and I have to protect them. Make a persuade at minus two. Minus two, you say? Minus two, yeah. I would love to add my conviction to this total, please. Okay, yeah, D6. It's a pretty good use of conviction, I guess. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, fuck! Have you convicted? <laughs> Are you convicted? Oh, man. <laughs> a 14. Oh, wow, including your minus yeah. 2? Oh, wow, okay. That's a success with two raises? Heels. Yeah, wow, okay. Isaac just growls and he says, I know that! And he slowly unslings the gun from his back and he says Harlan, don't open that door we need to talk this out you can't go back the way you are let me help you maybe we can find a way to get it out but I don't know if that's what you want anymore he looks back to Isaac with a sad disappointed expression he doesn't you know, stop what he's doing but then he turns over to you and he says this is the best chance I've ever been given I'm not giving it up for anything. He has definitely created a decent size. He's probably like, I'll say halfway through what he's trying to do in terms of like creating a doorway in the middle. It's like he's holding his hand out and there's a black mass extending from his hand that is slowly seeping across the door and eating away at it. There are chances and there are second chances and I'm only going to give you one more to not burn through that fucking door. He pauses and does stop now and turns around. You sure this is how you want it to be? I don't quite know what you mean. You know, I would not take any pleasure from killing you and making my brother sad, but don't test me. And then he turns back to the door. And as the door is being eaten away more and more, you can hear sound very clearly outside. And there's a mixture of gruff speech and people shouting back and forth. And then just some animalistic snarling. Yeah, she doesn't want that getting inside. She's just gonna try and cut his arm off. Oh, shit. With the metal that remains in the door. Like a... That's pretty dope. Like a just a scissor. Okay. With matter control, you can wield metal things as weapons, basically. So I'm gonna say this is going to be a fighting role. Okay. You're, you're gonna use your fighting for this, and you're using the door as your weapon. Yeah. You're making a targeted attack at his arm. I think it gives you a penalty to hit. So it's a minus four to yours, because you're making a targeted... So it's a minus four overall with my... Yeah, you know what? It's his arm, not his hand, so it'd be minus two. Minus two? Yeah. So, fighting at minus two. Poor. Well, can't use these bad boys to soak. Are you assuming this is your enemy? Yeah. You'd be correct, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. I want to use one more because I think this would be pretty cool if it actually works. Okay. Well, fuck that, I guess. Oh, geez. Okay. H- how exactly do you attempt to do this? She tries to pull the top of the arch down, like, onto 
his arm, like attempted to go through it, but mm-hmm. it does not. I think what happens is you pull the top of the metal down and from a combination of the corrosion that's already occurred and the strength of his armor, it just sort of peels down around his metal clad arm. Fuck. Athena, as you bring the metal down and shear it ineffectively over Troya's form, he pauses and turns to face you with a wry smile on his face. And just as he's about to speak, there's a pair of concussions audible in the distance. The air vibrates ever so slightly, and just outside, you hear the quarry engine of your hover cycle wub to life and take flight. Troy's expression shifts, and he looks up in a way, his eyes becoming glazed and distracted. After a tense handful of seconds that seem to last an eternity, Troy's eyes sharpen again, and he turns to face you, Athena. His face splits into a snarl of hatred, his brows narrowing, the glint of red sparking deep within his eyes. I knew this was a trap. Hey guys, we're doing a real quick outro this week because this was supposed to be one episode and Squarespace just couldn't handle it. Oh, it's too much. (laughs) Oh my God, it's so juicy. We're just going to do our outro stuff real quick and then hop right back into it. Yeah, there's, there's guess another what? episode. Both episodes Both episodes right now. I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but yeah, there's there's another episode should be up right now. You can listen to them concurrently. If you want. Well, not at the same time. That was, well, that that'd was, be weird. I used that word wrong. Fuck it. We'll just cut that. This didn't happen. You, you're not going to hear this. I'm leaving it in. Oh, okay. Uh, So music, we have Crockett and Wave Shaper. Crockett is at Crockett80s on Twitter and crockett.bandcamp.com and waveshaper is waveshaper the number one dot bandcamp.com give them a try guys i mean if you like the music that's on the show it's almost entirely done by those two artists there are a few others uh, thrown in there but we have their full discography they're so talented and we're so grateful to be able to feature their music here these two artists have, in a very real way, become like the soundtrack of our lives. I hope you guys like it too. We are on Twitter at RPG for you and me, and I am on Twitter at you see the hat. We got our Patreon, Patreon, uh, Patreon. <laughs> we have My, our Patreon. Uh, yes, I do have a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com/RPG for you and me. We are finally searchable on the site, which is good news, because, man, that was wicked inconvenient. If you guys uh, like our show, best things you can do, either leave us a review letting us know. Even if you don't say anything, that's fine. Review's good. Uh, Or you can hop on Patreon and uh, join our Patreon-exclusive Discord server. There's a bunch of cool folks on here who uh, like the show, too. You guys can come in and talk about it. You know who one of those cool folks is? Michael. Michael! Hey, Michael. (laughs) Hey, Michael, thanks for being a patron. Thank you. We always appreciate your support. It means quite a lot to us, and uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode, too. And the next one even more. Yeah, it's coming up. Lowest tier of Patreon is $2 a month. Join that. Hop on the Discord server. If you join the $5 a month tier, you get access to Absolute Zero, which is our Patreon-exclusive side campaign that we have released a few episodes of on the main feed here for you guys, but it's a lot of fun, and uh, I think you'd like it if you like our content. It's a little bit more laid back and uh only ever so slightly goofier <laughs> a little say, more irreverent because i'm running it i thought you were gonna say erotic <laughs> i wasn't erotic. gonna argue <laughs> erotic 
we did play Love Interest, and we haven't been back since then. As a reminder, we're going to be doing a Q&A episode after this season wraps. We don't have a date for it yet. I think we're probably going to leave in two or three weeks where you guys can uh, get us questions. So if you have a question, anything about the show, whether it's the the world or us or what have you, feel free to drop us a line, send us a message on Twitter, come at us on uh, on a Discord server, anything like that. Also, thank you, thank you to Pentacle Entertainment Group. Oh, yeah, pe- the Peg Inc. Peg Inc. Savage Worlds. Peg- Genghis Khan. Savage Pegs. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in a bit, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>